We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, doing a special episode just to talk about this trade deadline. Andrew, unfortunately, could not be here and record. He had some dog shit internet up in Rhode Island, and we tried, but it didn't work. So you got me solo because we got to talk about this. We got to talk about what happened after we recorded yesterday, because of course, the Yankees make a deal literally five seconds after we hit publish and get Anthony Rizzo to come in and play first base. That's ridiculous. First of all, this was not on the radar. Did not see this one coming. Did not even sniff this one. But let me say that I am the first person to be very, very, very excited about this. I really like Anthony Rizzo just as a, as a player, as a person. The dude's fun. He's just, he brings another uh, lefty bat, obviously. Now the Yankees, who were completely right-hand heavy, have not many you know opportunities to compete from the left side of the plate. It just sounded like a coach. Uh, but now they have adding Gallo. And adding Rizzo, I mean, now they have beautiful, beautiful balance between righties and lefties throughout this lineup. Um, I don't know what this does to Luke Voigt. There's there's scenarios here. He was not traded. So, you know, you could look at this as Voigt's injuries are lingering. They're, they're, they're still happening to a point where it's uncertain if he does come back, when he comes back, how available he is or, you know, how soon after the uh, that he would be landing back on there. There might be a high risk for re-injury. Who knows? But Rizzo is only a one-year deal. This is uh, this is just him. He's a rental. He's a pure rental coming in for this year. And Voight obviously has a lot of team control. So, you know, I would not put it past me um, if Voight is still in the plans for the Yankees in 2022. And as of, uh, as of recording this and starting this recording, we have a lineup for tonight's game. Glaber Torres starting off. Uh, leading off, which is interesting because now we have DJ and Gio out for this game. Of course, they got bit, snake bit by the trop. Uh, that's the only thing I can I can see. Gio's out with a hamstring. DJ's out with a tricep. Both are are day to day from everything everybody's saying. But Glaber Torres is leading off. Joey Gallo, our new right fielder, is in second base. Aaron Judge plays center field. Anthony Rizzo at first base, and John Carlos Stanton in left field. 
that is the first time we're seeing this man in the outfield. Some say it wouldn't happen. Uh, a lot of people, including us, thought it would happen for this particular series because Stanton is trying to get out onto the field for the Marlins game back in Miami. Uh, and then you got Sanchez, Odor, and then, of course, the new era has to start with Tyler Wade playing third base. Not ideal for that, but is what it is. Hopefully, the uh, that Gio and DJ are back in uh, in short order. But the big story here is that John Carlos Stanton in this lineup is playing left field. So that actually does, if Voight comes back and is, is able to be playing consistently and he's able to, uh, you know, show that he's healthy and be productive at the plate, we have the ability now, theoretically, if Stanton is willing to play the outfield or if this is just a, a dog and pony show for the Miami series, but if he's out there playing the outfield, then we can now shuffle around DH. DH has an opportunity to be that flexible spot that we all thought it should be from the beginning. John Carlos Stanton comes in on that deal uh, and plugs up that DH spot, removing any flexibility for the Yankees. Uh, but him in the outfield now opens that up, which is huge because if with a guy like Voight, if you're able to keep Voight, like seemingly they are, unless there's some crazy uh, post-deadline thing that is uh, unaccounted for right now, then that's adding another you know big bat into, uh, into the lineup, either sliding in at first base or sliding in at DH. Uh, and making Rizzo and uh, and Voight interchangeable. So good stuff there. I'm really excited to watch tonight's game, obviously, because one Stanton's there in the outfield, but we got two new guys. We got Gallo and we got Rizzo that are already in the lineup. So that's awesome. I'm glad they're starting this series with the, uh, the new additions there. Uh, another guy that they got after we stopped recording was Andrew Heaney from the Angels. So obviously Cashman had to address the offensive side of this team, and he needed to make some moves and make uh, and and make the the team better from a pitching perspective. I'm not so sure he did that. In fact, I could argue probably that with the moves of Luis Sessa and um, uh, Luis Sessa leaving and actually going in there and and not improving the pitching staff because Heaney coming in obviously is a a guy that is a starting pitcher. One that has been injured for a long time. 2015, I believe, was when he had Tommy John surgery, or maybe it was 2016. I think 15 was his, his year that he really kind of broke out and everybody saw the potential of an Andrew Heaney. But it seems like this guy has been injured for a long time. I know he's been pretty public about you know battling the, the injuries and just getting in his own head and just uh, being very frustrated from trying to come back because he's consistently being injury, uh, injury plagued. And he's got potential. And everything you're looking at, 18 starts this year, okay, six and seven, not great. Obviously, five, two, seven ERA, not great. Um, but what they're looking at right now, they're they're obviously the nerds saw something in this guy, and they're looking at his. Uh, I think the last six games. That what I'm, I'm looking in the notes here. Last six games, he's been much better, and I think it seems like the Yankees are really trying to catch lightning in a bottle with Andrew Heaney if he is you know, at a point right now where he's being more effective, his last couple starts, uh, underlying metrics are apparently saying that he's been a little unlucky, uh, but he's got a good strikeout, 28% uh, and a good walk rate this season. So look, he's, he's posting swing and miss, uh, a lot of ch good chase rates. Those are some of the underlying uh, numbers that they're seeing. And those are all good things when you're talking about a pitcher and the potential. So if he's been unlucky and they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle, which it really does feel like that's exactly what's happening right here, because they didn't make any substantial moves on the pitching side. Uh, like I was saying, you could you could argue that they actually got worse because Luis Sessa, of all the people that were that were dealt, the pitchers that were dealt 
was having the best season. And I know he's a middle reliever and was coming in in the middle of a game, uh, hence the middle reliever. And, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't coming in, in in key situations, but the guy uh, actually put together the best numbers of any of these people that we've seen this year. So what does this all mean? I think that the Yankees obviously were opportunistic. I think they were very opportunistic in this trade deadline. I, I gave Cashman an A yesterday from the from the Gallo deal. And after after looking at what they gave up, I don't know the numbers on Heaney yet. I have not seen what they are going to be taking um, of his salary. He's owed six, seven, six point seven five uh, in his final year of arbitration. So he's in a contract year. This is also a rental. So, you know, it's interesting to see what they gave up for him. This is a really big risk. I think for a guy like, uh, a guy like Keeney, who's been so injury prone, but, um, clearly they saw something that they liked and thought the risk was, was worth, uh, what they're doing. But, um, Sessa Holmes coming in again, a guy that they're, they're expecting to be you know, very tough against right-handed bats. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, you could probably, you could, you could take that and say, if he's, if his splits against the, uh, the right-handed bats are matching up to what Luis Tessa would come and do, then, you know, that, that could be a wash there. Plus you get the control of a guy like Holmes, which is also what we know Cashman loves to go after, but they didn't really improve to me, uh, as on the, on the pitching side, the offensive side, they clearly improved opportunistic, they're not paying any dollars for Anthony Rizzo or for Joey Gallo. That's crazy. When you see the fact that they got another a year of control for uh, for Joey Gallo and still not playing, paying anything for him, that's wild. Uh, same with Rizzo. Cubs are paying it. They gave up um, number nine in Chicago's uh, system now. And uh, Vizcaino, who's a pitcher that we had been talking about, he, he's another guy that, that has uh, tough control issues in the minor leagues. This is part of the Yankees have just a ton of pitchers in their minors, a ton of right-handed pitchers, relief pitchers is what it looked like, that just have location problems. And I think he's one of them and really hasn't shown that he's been able to control that yet. Um, and then uh, Kevin, I'm going to butcher his last name, Alcantara is number nine in in, uh, in the Cubs organization right now. He's an outfielder. So, I mean, look, these guys are, these guys are relief pitchers. I'm sorry, they are prospects in a system that is very deep probably not going to make any impact in the major leagues at any time in the near future. Vizcaino, you could argue would, but he had a lot of work to do to get to that point and still does to even crack any major league roster. Um, so, you know, good risk. This is a, this is a team that is up against the window. They have to win. And I think Brian Cashman felt that and feels that all of this pressure about, you know, changing Boone out, still think it's the right move, but this is going back to Cashman. Cashman has to do something right now to, you know, theoretically save his own job. So by making a move, good moves, I'd say these were pretty shrewd moves. The fact that they are, are not paying anything for these two position players is pretty ridiculous. Um, and then the pitching, whatever, they got some more control. Holmes, I understand what they're doing there. I understand that Sessa was not part of the long-term like impact vision of this bullpen. So that was a, a big piece of this. And the fact that Holmes is controlled, big piece of this. Um, and then, you know, some, some shots in the dark. Andrew Keeney is definitely a shot in the dark. He's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of, you know, he's a, he's a, a guy that has the ability to go out there and, and execute at a high level. He does, but he's been injured for a long time and just has not shown it consistently this year. So if any of the splits or any of the recent success is something that we can look forward to and, and actually translates into success for the rest of the year, then, then cool. Great. Uh, 
he's a then he would be a, a left-handed pitcher that comes in and is a, effectively what a four or five starter um, that that might be able to get some uh, some inning. Hey guys, I know you are big podcast listeners, but what's stopping you from actually grabbing the mic and starting your own show? Have you thought about it? Is this something that you think the world would be open to? Your opinions on the Yankees or another team that you passionately love in the tri-state area or anywhere else? Blue Wire Hustle is a program that we have put forth at Blue Wire to teach people how to podcast, get some accountability with the other people also going through the program, and get on the mic. Hustle is created to give everyone an opportunity to take a podcast to the next level, whether you've started it or you're just getting going. If you want to host a podcast and you don't know where to start, Hustle is actually the very perfect place for you because we'll teach you how to do it. You'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to community discord, and an e-learning course that's full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help you get your show published and pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other platforms that people listen to podcasts. Best part is you only have to do this for 15 bucks a month. It's pretty much the same rate that every other hosting account will charge you to get set up and actually put your show out on the air. It's a great deal. So if you are ready to do more than just listening to me and Andrew yell about this team and want to do something about your team, whether it's the Yankees or the Giants or the Jets or the Rangers or the Devils or whomever, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance to the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Overall, I'm happy with what happened. It's still frustrating when you look at the way that they operate and they're doing this under the salary cap, the, the, um, the luxury tax deadline or threshold. But to, to Brian Cashman's credit, he worked 
around it. It doesn't really look like he was all that limited in what he could get, at least on the offensive side. The pitching side, who knows what constraints were on them or where they got restricted because of the dollars spent. You know, who knows if they were actually in on a guy like Barrios and there were dollars that needed to be sent or, um, you know, some of the other guys that, that fell at the deadline. You could, you could be critical of Brian Cashman and the organization if it led to them not being able to make a move on the pitching side and that being a crux. But for everything that we've seen in the past, you know, month, the pitching, the starting pitching has not been a, uh, uh, too much of a problem. And you're, they've been pretty good, actually. You're getting uh, some relief help here and uh, that, are, that are very strategic relief help. I mean, Holmes is a, a guy that's going to come in and hopefully shut down some right-handed bats. Like, that is what he's going to be here for. Would not be surprised if we use him in higher leverage situations um, uh, for the rest of the year and, and particular moments. We'll see how Boone actually uses him. We'll see if Boone is capable enough to actually utilizing him in a, in a way that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, let's look across baseball a little bit. Look, again, I think the Yankees did a good job. I really do. I think they did a good job. They put themselves in a position now to make an impact in the second half of the season. Like, really, they changed, they changed this lineup. They changed this team in a way that makes them better and, and makes them more competitive. And if we're looking at that second wild card spot and we're looking at the teams around that second wild card spot, then yeah, they made themselves better. They have way more talent than anybody that's that's competing for that for that spot. So yes, if theoretically these players should absolutely fall into that second spot at the bare minimum. They really should. They absolutely should. Um, you get some improvements from the existing guys. You add the two impact guys because they are very much impact guys from the left-hand side. Uh, the Yankees should be in a good position to make a move here. So we'll see if they can do it. All right. Let's look across the league because there was a lot of action. I was very busy at work today, so I am catching up on some stuff here. But um, a lot of relief pitchers that did not go to the Yankees. White Sox got Ke uh, Craig Kimbrell. That's a big move. The White Sox are loaded as well. That's going to be uh, something that's going to bolster the back end of their uh, the back end of their bullpen, obviously. And then the the Blue Jays were also uh, pretty active in the pitching market. Brad Hand, you know, he was he was a hot commodity a few years back. Hasn't really panned out for the teams that he's been with. But you know, again, could catch lightning on a bottle. He's got some skills. He doesn't really scare me. But they also get uh, Akeem Sorio, Joaquim Soria from the Diamondbacks. So that's two theoretically quality, uh, you know, guys who have been there before, back of the bullpen type guys that will make their team better. I mean, their bullpen's been trash, just as 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 ours has, you know, for the for the last. Um, for the last month or so, it's it's been bad. The Blue Jays have, have also given up a lot of games. So that was a, a big area of need. And when you see if they can bolster the back end of their bullpen or if they're just their bullpen in general, uh, they're going to be in a lot more position uh, to win games. And that's going to be a problem for us too, because we're going to be fighting them for that last spot as well. Uh, the head-to-heads obviously worked out in the last series with them, but they are a team that will be battling for that last spot. And then uh, the Red Sox acquired uh, Robles from the Twins to bolster their bullpen. They also got Kyle Schwarber, who was another guy that was rumored to the Yankees, not just this year. I mean, the Yankees seemingly have been enamored with Kyle Schwarber for a long time uh, as that lefty bat, but they took it, they took care of that with Joey Gallo. Uh, but he's going to the Red Sox. He's having a huge year. Obviously, he went on that ridiculous streak uh, right before he got uh, injured with the Nats. He's got 25 home runs, uh, 149 OPS plus. Uh, the guy's having a really good year. So that's another impact bat for the Red Sox that will be a, uh, that will be a problem. Uh, for the Yankees when they play them, nice little uh, nice little rivalry now with uh, with Schwarber and um, 
And Anthony Rizzo going to two former Cubs guys in the AL East. So maybe that could be some fun at some point. Um, what else did we get here? The Blue Jays also um, acquired Jose Barrios. That's right. Holy cow. They got Jose, Jose Barrios uh, on the, the starting side. So the, the Blue Jays just completely addressed their pitching, their pitching staff, and they got him for the number two and number four ranked prospects. So they gave up a haul uh, to the Twins. But, you know, Barrios is obviously, we know, uh, a very good pitcher. Um, so Blue Jays did make some damn good moves at this deadline. Uh, and the Yankees, they did it on the pitching side. Yankees did it on the offense side. So we'll see if, uh, if uh, who wins. What is that? Does, does pitching win championships or does massive left-handed um, Italian bats come in here and, and win, win championships? We'll see what happens. That's going to be fun to watch though. Um, they're a good team. Dodgers, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. That's ridiculous. They made those acquisitions and you're looking at that team now and you add a Trey Turner and a Max Scherzer to that, that Dodgers team. And my God, are they loaded? My God, are they loaded? Doesn't look like Bowers coming back. Obviously we all know about his off the field issues. The guys, uh, in a whole, whole world of, of, uh, of heat and just not looking like it's, you know, who knows what happens with the, with the, uh, with what happens with him, you know, from a criminal standpoint let alone a, a baseball standpoint, it doesn't look like he's coming back. So they needed to address a pitcher and they got one of the best pitchers in baseball, Max Scherzer, and the Trey Turner, who's, you know, a pain in the ass and a very good, very good player. Um, they're going to be making another deep run and clearly the favorites coming out of the National League. Uh, so there are a lot of things that happened. This was a fun deadline. I think that when we look up and down this, there were a lot of unexpected things that happened. The Dodgers also got Danny Duffy, um, and the Padres got Daniel Hudson, uh, you know, bullpen arm from Washington. Washington pretty much had a fire sale and and uh, and got rid of everybody and loaded up on prospects. They they did get a pretty nice haul back from from these moves, especially with the Dodgers. So, um, the I'm trying to look at who else did here. I'm reading my notes here, catching up as we go. Uh, the Mets, good for the Mets. They got Javi Baez. Holy shit, that's a good one. Clearly here, Lindor and Baez. Somehow, if they're playing up the middle, if they're how are, those guys on the same team is pretty dynamic. So good for little brother over there getting uh, getting Javi Baez. The Cubs just completely also a fire sale, getting rid of that team and uh, and and gutting it really to load up again. Hopefully for another run at some point, maybe they'll win two championships in three hundred years. Um, and then Chris Bryant also the last gut job of the Cubs going to uh, going to the Giants. Giants got better with, with Chris Bryant. Obviously the Giants are probably the, the biggest sleeper team in the National League and the Dodgers felt like they had to make some big moves to get past them because the the, the Giants are playing really good baseball. Uh, adding a, a guy like Chris Bryant like that uh, really does make that NL West really interesting going down the stretch and how it's going to play out. There's a lot of good teams now in there with, uh, with some really good players that just got added to those teams. So Mike Talkman DFA'd. Maybe we got a little reunion happening. I doubt it, but that's interesting that he's now DFA'd from San Francisco. So that is an insane uh, trade deadline. That is an insane trade trade deadline that that made a lot of teams much better that are competing for playoff spots. Um, the the two teams that are you know are probably going to affect us the most that that have been affected the Blue Jays pitching obviously that's going to be a that's a big deal with them going down the stretch. Uh, we'll see how that plays out for them, but they they definitely filled some needs uh, to to make that team more whole. Uh, that's going to be a problem for the Yankees, and then just you know the Yankees have more AL East games, obviously, and the AL East is is just flat flat out better. The Red Sox got better, uh, the Blue Jays got better, you know the um, 
Tampa Bay made some interesting moves, you know, getting rid of some relief guys, but also um, adding Nelson Cruz. That's going to be a dynamic impact. He hasn't really done much yet, but he's a guy that I absolutely is, still strikes the fear of God in me when I see him at the plate. Uh, so I'd say the AL East just overall got got better, uh, and it's going to be a problem for the Yankees. But so do the Yankees. The Yankees are on that list. They definitely got better. We'll see how the pitching works out. Uh, we know Brian Cashman's history with acquiring pitcher. It's not great pitchers. It's not great. And uh, I would say that he's not really, you know, he's not leading himself uh, for success here with the guys that he acquired. They're shots, shots in the dark for sure. But good on him for addressing some of the offensive problems uh, that the Yankees had for zero money. Pretty crazy that he was able to do that. One other note, looking at what's happening on uh, Twitter and what's happening with Joey Gallo. He's getting number 13. He's wearing A-Rod's number. I don't know how that's going to react, how that's going to go over uh, with uh, the Yankee fan base. Let us know. I'm very curious to how everybody feels about this. Joey Gallo, who will be here for another year. So it's not like he's just a rental for one year and then disappearing and and taking the number 13 with him. Now he's going to be here for another year. So uh, you, we're going to see him for probably a year and a half, at least wearing uh, A-Rod's number. So curious what you guys think. Are you mad about that? Does that, does that make you upset that A-Rod's number is not going to be retired? It's not actually even unofficially uh, retired anymore. He's, he's wearing it. It's happening tonight, Joey Gallo. So uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know my feelings about A-Rod. This does not uh, make me skip a beat at all. I could care less. Uh, it's fine. Joey Gallo wearing 13. I hope he does it well. I hope he wears it well. But yeah, curious to see how everybody thinks about that. Um, I'm sure Twitter's already on fire about, about that. But no, I'm going to wrap this up. This was exciting. This was a lot of fun at the trade deadline. And uh, this is going to, this is going to, this changes the expectations clearly for what we have been watching. And I will do my damnedest to get Andrew's head out of the gutter and to look at this team from now forward, we have an opportunity to take that second wildcard spot at the bare minimum. I mean, I'll talk crazy and and look at that division, but I'm actually not going there because I do think it's it's relatively out of reach. We've seen things happen in the past, but this team just got a lot better. And when we're all asking for a change, a change for just the sake of change, that was Aaron Boone potentially, although we all kind of realized that that was never going to happen. More More wishful thinking on my end. But this does mix things up. This mixes things up a lot. This is bringing it, infusing very good talent. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, a guy who has won in the near, uh, you know, in the recent history, who had all that emotional, um, you know, he, he he could bring that with him, just the, the fun of that team when they won the World Series. Uh, so I just like him in general. I think he's a good clubhouse guy too. He's just a, a fun dude. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that, that dynamic kind of plays into the other guys. But this is definitely an infusion of talent and just a spark for this team. So, you know, maybe the talent of the actual roster and the guys who are on the team already can actually be be true. Maybe it can actually be verified and we can see what these guys should be. Uh, hopefully it does. Hopefully it does that and they can, they can ride uh, a wave into the second half. Uh, I'm fired up. Hopefully you can tell that I'm fired up for this because this has been a, a fun trade deadline and, and really gave us, I think, what we needed. We needed a shot in the arm. We absolutely, not just the team, the fan base, not just the fan base, everybody who records anything about the New York Yankees needed a shot in the arm really, really badly because this team has been frustrating as all hell all year long. So I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. I'm going to get, I'm going to talk myself into uh, uh, way too much. And then uh, hopefully they don't come out and just break my heart again tonight. But 
the way that this team has been working. That's exactly how it's been. I'm excited for this season. Hope you guys are too. We will talk to you on Monday morning after the uh, the Marlins series. Um, and uh, hopefully they can, they can come out with a, another series win because that's what it's all about. Let's get some series wins. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.